0: Psalm 35, page 549 in your few Bibles, if you don't have your own.
1: Psalm 35, great is the Lord of David. Contend, O Lord, with those who contend with me. Fight against those who fight against me. Take hold of shield and buckler and rise for my help. Draw the spear and javelin against my pursuers. Say to my soul, I am your salvation. Let them be put to shame and dishonor who seek after my life. Let them be turned back and disappointed who devise evil against me. Let them be like chaff before the wind with the angel of the Lord driving them away. Let their way be dark and slippery, with the angel of the Lord pursuing them. For without cause they hid their net for me. Without cause they dug a pit for my life. Let destruction come upon him who he does not know. And let the net that he hid ensnare him. Let him fall into it to his destruction. Then my soul will rejoice in the Lord, exulting in his salvation. All my bones shall say, O oh Lord, who is like you, delivering the poor from him who is too strong for him, the poor and needy from him who robs him? Malicious witnesses rise up. They ask me a thing that I do not know. They repay me evil for good. My soul is bereft. But when I, I when they were sick, I wore sackcloth. I afflicted myself with fasting. I prayed with head bowed on my chest. I went about as though I grieved for my friend or my brother as one who laments his mother. I bowed down in mourning. But at my stumbling, they rejoiced and gathered. They gathered together against me. Wretches, who I did not know, tore at me without ceasing. Like profane mockers at a feast, they gnashed at me with their teeth. How long, O Lord, will you look on? Rescue me from their destruction, my precious life from the lions. I will thank you in the great congregation, in the mighty throng. I will praise you. Let not those rejoice over me who are wrongfully my foes, and let not those sink, wink the eye who hate me without cause. For they do not speak peace, but against those who are quiet in the land, they devise words of deceit. They open the, open wide their mouths against me they say aha aha our eyes have been have seen it you have seen o lord be not silent o lord be not far from me awake and rouse yourself for my vindication for my cause my god and my lord vindicate me o lord my god according to your righteousness and let them not rejoice over me let them not say in their hearts aha their hearts desire Let them not say, We have swallowed him up. Let them be put to shame and disappointed altogether, who rejoice at my calamity. Let them be clothed with shame and dishonor, who magnify themselves against me. Let those who delight in my righteousness shout for joy and be glad, and say evermore, Great is the Lord, who delights in the welfare of his servant. Then my tongue shall tell of your righteousness and of your praise all the day long. Amen. Brother Art Keys, will you come and pray?
0: Let's pray.
2: Lord God in heaven, I thank you for our ability to gather together as a family. I thank you for your willingness to pour your wisdom into us. I ask you to bless Band and all the rest of us, with what you're going to say this morning, and I praise you for it in Jesus' name, Amen. Amen.
0: Thank you, Lord. As uh, we come together today for our fellowship and our praise, and uh, this is our our uh, time of communion and reflection and praise, and and uh, just giving God glory for all that He's done for us uh, today, and so. Uh, one of the things that's going to happen, just know that we'll be serving communion as we have at the tables. We'll be inviting you to come as uh, either in, as an individual or as a family. Uh, you can come. Uh, but this is also our time to reflect back over the catechism questions that we've gone through. And it's very appropriate at this time that the catechisms that we are covering really deal with um, our Lord Jesus Christ, our Redeemer, what he has actually done for us. And this is what we actually... Think about and 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 give God glory and praise as we think about communion. Uh, and so um, I would like to uh, just in, uh, in read the first question, question 23. Uh, then you can uh, respond with me and answer, and then also we'll respond in the, the verse Acts 2:24. So the question is, why must the Redeemer be truly God? And the answer is that because of His divine nature, His, his obedience, obedience and suffering would be perfect. And effective, and also that he would be able to bear the righteous of God against sin, and yet overcome death. And Acts two twenty four. Say it with me. God raised him up, loosing the pangs of death, because it was not possible for him to be held by it. That's an amazing thought. Death could not hold our Lord and Savior. Our sin was committed against God. Only God can forgive a transgression against himself. That is why some of the religious leaders in Jesus' day were horrified when he he said that he forgave sins. They were horrified at that. They understood the implications of what he said. How could a mere man forgive the sin that we have against God? a mere man cannot but God can and again Jesus is fully fully God and yet fully human he is fully human in order to be our substitute but he is but he needed to be fully God in order for his obedience and suffering to be perfect and for God's justice to be completely and eternally satisfied That is the reminder for us as we come together at the Lord's table today. So stand with me and join in singing I Will Sing of My Redeemer. Lift your voices as we sing it today.
3: I will sing of my say I will sing. I I will will sing. I will sing. I will sing. You believe it today. I will sing. Sing it out. I will sing.
0: Seated as we continue.
3: So as we continue our review, question 24, why was it necessary for Christ, the Redeemer, to die? And let's say this together. Since Since death death is the punishment punishment for for sin, Christ Christ died willingly in our place to to deliver us from
1: from the power and and the penalty of sin and bring us back to God.
3: By his substitutionary, substitutionary atoning, atoning death, death he,
1: he alone redeems, redeems us
4: from hell,
3: hell and, and gains, gains for us forgiveness of sin,
0: righteousness,
1: and, and everlasting, everlasting life.
3: And our scripture from Colossians 1, 21-22, let's say this together as well.
1: And, and you who, who were, were once alienated
3: and, and hostile among, in mind, doing, doing evil deeds, he, he has, has now reconciled, reconciled in his body of flesh by, by his death, death in, in order, order to, to present, present you
1: holy and blameless and, and above reproach before, before him.
0: One of the things, just reading one of the authors, he said to put this in simple terms: Why did the why did the Redeemer need to die? Because that's the only way that you and I would live. What a reminder. That's the only way that you and I would live. So join me as we reflect in the great tenets of faith written in this song, grace that is greater than all my sin.
3: So you...
0: one of the th- things as we read through scripture and as we read words grace mercy uh all those things you know one of the things that we need to understand grace has a name and his name is Jesus Christ so it's not that we're just singing about something that's just floating out there grace has the name and his name is Jesus Christ so question 25 then goes on to ask And all of these things, as you're really paying attention to this, all of these things are woven together like a beautiful fabric as they move from one question to the next. Does Christ's death mean all our sins can be forgiven? And let's say this together. Yes, because Christ's death on the cross paid the penalty for our sin. God graciously imputes Christ's righteousness to us as As if if it were we're our own, and will remember remember our sins no more. more. 2 Corinthians 5.21, remember I said, if there was ever a verse that really is the gospel in the nutshell, it's right here. Let's say it together. For our Our sake he made him him to be sin, sin, who who knew knew no sin, so so that in him we might might become the righteousness righteousness of God. Just reading an article uh, from uh, Alistair Begg, Pastor uh, Alistair Begg, Uh, he wrote this some time ago, but he said, uh, some years ago, he said, when I was diagnosed with cancer, my great concern was that the surgeon would get it all. Isn't that the concern? I had cancer. My great concern is that the surgeon would get it all. I really, I wasn't really interested in a cure that was only partial. And when we think about Jesus bearing our sin, the mystery and the wonder of the gospel is that he deals with them all, from the greatest to the smallest, because there's no comparison for Jesus. He who was absolutely perfect died in the place of sinners, identified, uh, identifying with us in our guilt and becoming liable to our punishment. When the Apostle Paul writes to the Corinthians, he tells them that God was not counting their sin against them. And the reason for that is because he was counting them, our sins, against Christ. Jesus died not as a martyr, but as a, but as a substitute. The invitation of the gospel is given to all. But here's the thing that we must remember. The invitation... The assurance of forgiveness is only for those who are in Christ, whose sins have been counted to him. The wonder of it it all is that our disobedience completely, that our disobedience is
4: completely
0: covered by the obedience of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? It is covered completely in Christ who is our Lord and Savior. And God invites us now. God's invitation is still here with us. And he invites us to sing, Come to the altar. And I'm going to invite you to stand as we sing this song.
3: Are you hurt, broke
1: broken,
3: within, overwhelmed by the weight of your sin, Jesus is calling. Have you come to the end of yourself? Do you thirst for a drink from the well? Jesus is calling. Oh, come to the altar, the Father. Come to the hour. Oh, what a savior! Isn't he wonderful? Sing how.
0: As we move into our time of communion today, there's a uh, we have a group of guys that meet, it's called Call to Lead, and we were talking about this area of communion, and one of the things that came up was the topic of that communion really brings us into the presence of God. Yeah?
4: Hi.
5: Um, I just wanted to thank everybody for praying for us. Um, first of all, I just wanted to say that um, my sister died last Sunday night, and I knew she had COVID, and um, it was it was a very difficult thing. She only had it like eight days, and she was gone, and um, her husband also got COVID in that time, and... It was really a long week, the week before last. This week has been really, really long, so um, bear with me. But Molly um, is my sister's name, and she's three years younger than me. And um, she struggled with addiction. And last year, she accepted Christ. But she still struggled with addiction even after that. And so last summer, we were talking about how to make things right. And how to get out of all of that and everything, and I, and I talked to her about just going back and asking forgiveness um, of people that she had wronged, because she, you know, in addiction she stole a lot of things and she, lied a lot and she, <laughs> she just wasn't a very honest person most of the time, and she kept saying, "I'm trying to do right, I'm trying to do right," you know, um, but she was, she was so aware that she had accepted Christ. And it kept haunting her, and and it was changing her and her husband, and he had too. And so, um, really interestingly, um, when she went to the hospital this last week, they told her that she could still talk, but they were going to hook her up to the respirator, and she said, you know, I can't stay unless my husband stays with me. She had anxiety issues and things, that she was freaking out that she was going to be there without anybody, and they wouldn't let him stay, and they asked for an exception and everything, and they wouldn't let him stay, and she said, "Um, I can't stay. if I'm not dying alone. I can't stay, you know, and she didn't really know at that point she was dying, Um, but, you know, she felt like she was because COVID does that to you, and so Dan, um, her husband's name is Dan, so this is very confusing for people if they hear that Dan had COVID, Um, but yeah. So anyway, um, he said, you know, you might as well unhook her because otherwise she's going to go off on you guys and you're going to have to sedate her. (laughs) So so they went home, and they had oxygen there from his dad who recently died. And so um, they thought they had enough and that she would be okay. But as the week went on, they told her if she left the hospital, she would die. Um, And she said, if I stay here, I will die. So she went home. And she proceeded to call everybody she could think of that she had offended. And what a gift God gave her. Um, she called me. And she said she, she had lied all this time, you know, and all this stuff as if I didn't know. And so it was very funny because she said, you know, I'm just trying to make things right. Remember how we talked about this last summer? And I really want to make things right. So I'm just telling people goodbye just in case I die. And I said, Well, you don't get to call the date when you die, you know. And she said, I know, but just in case they're right, I want to make this right, you know. So she she was calling to say goodbye, and that she, you know, wanted to ask forgiveness for all these things. And I was thinking, what a gift God gave her that she had the ability to do that, because in her addiction stuff where she kept going back and forth, even after she had accepted Christ, she still went back and forth in addiction stuff. And, um, and, you know, it's really interesting, um, because I think that I was one who wanted her to accept Christ and never have a problem again. <laughs> and, um, and that wasn't the case for her. But when she called me, she said, "Teresa, I know where I'm going. I know I've accepted Christ, and I know He's real, and I know He's in my heart, and I know you're going to be there. You know, so we're going to see each other again and stuff." Um, that was that was just really precious, um, but it doesn't take away the sting, but it does make it really precious. And um, her friend, who there, they have a friend that. They felt like they got COVID from, and he was in the hospital, and he died the next day. So it's been like a week of continuous stuff, Um, overwhelming. But God is so good. So I just wanted to say, if you know anybody, that, or maybe you are that way, that you feel like, I can't accept Christ because I can't get everything right in my life, I can't do it all right. You know, God in His grace is so amazing. He just, you know, she was definitely a different person after she accepted Christ, even though she still did so many things that she had done for a lifetime and couldn't seem to jump out of. Um, but, But God was working on her. And the fact that He gave her that opportunity, she knew last summer we talked about, you know, one way to get out of things was to go back and ask forgiveness and then it really be harder to do them wrong again. <laughs> um, but it was really interesting because he gave her that opportunity that she knew and she really wanted to do, but she just didn't always have it to do it. So so praise God in so many ways He's he's working on this. But thank you for praying for us.
0: Hold on. Let me pray. Lord God, we do come before you, and uh, Lord, thank you, Holy Spirit, that you moved Teresa to even come up here, because it does remind us, Lord, whether it's Molly or any one of us in this room, Lord, that your grace is greater than all our sin. Your grace pardons and cleanses within. Lord, we thank you for that. Lord, thank you for the that moment, Holy Spirit, when you grabbed a hold of Molly's heart, and drew her into your presence. Lord, it wasn't a, a, I don't think it's a choice that she made, uh, Lord, without you drawing her. God, moving her, wooing her to that point, and for Dan, her husband, as well. Lord, thank you, Lord, that you are an amazing God. Lord, even in the midst of our grief and our sorrow, Lord, we acknowledge you as great and mighty, and powerful, and amazing, and loving, and merciful, and forgiving, so God thank you, Lord we lift up uh, Dan Carper to you, and his daughter, their daughter Angie, Lord that you would minister to them, and that you would help them, Lord as they uh, move forward from here, Lord as they work together. Uh, God, be with the rest of Teresa's family as well, especially. Uh, Lord, we just lift them all before you. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, one of the things that uh, uh, this reminds me of, and just Teresa brought this uh Mind that Molly knew. Molly knew God's presence, even in the midst of all of her mistakes, all of her regrets. Um, she was convicted to the point where she called all those people and asked for forgiveness and cleared up a number of things. And I and I just I, I want to focus in. I I just want to invite you to turn to a couple passages today as we as we prepare for communion. the One, one is in Exodus, because we're going to talk about this presence just a little bit. I just want to make some reminders. In Exodus chapter 24, um, it's just an amazing piece as we think about communion, because we, when we think about communion, we don't always think about the fact that God's presence is here. We don't think about the fact that that uh, He is with us as He has promised at each and every day. And, uh, and, and so... This piece here is God has invited Moses and Aaron and Nadab, and uh, verse 9 it says in of chapter 24 of Exodus, he's invited the, uh, Aaron and Moses, uh, Nadab and Abihu, and 70 elders of Israel. They went up and they went. Now, listen to this, folks. This is incredible. They went and they saw the God of Israel. They saw the God of Israel. There was under his feet, as it were, a pavement of sapphire stone, like the very heaven for clearness. And he did not lay his hand on the chief men of the people of Israel. They beheld God and ate and drank. Isn't that an incredible passage of the presence of God? Molly understood when she said to Teresa, Teresa, I will see you again. I'm in the presence of God. But folks, you and I are in the presence of God. I want you real quickly, if you will, to turn to the book of Revelation. Revelation chapter 3. It's a passage that we use and have used so many times. When we're leading people to Christ, but it has nothing to do with leading people to Christ. In Revelation chapter three, and it's at the end of a, a series of letters that, that have been written to the churches. And in this passage, in this passage, in Revelation chapter three, uh, it, it says this, starting in verse 20 of Revelation chapter three. I'm going to start in verse 19. Those whom I love, I repute, I reprove and discipline. So be zealous and repent. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and eat with him, and he with me. Verse 21. The one who conquers, I will grant him to sit with me on my throne. As I also conquered and sat down at my Father, with my Father on his throne, he who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. This invitation, folks, is to the believer, to the churches. He is calling us to open the door of our hearts and our minds, of our lives. What, why is he calling us to open the doors? Because we've shut the door. Because we we have grown callous to who God is and what God is and what He's done for us. And so to the church He says, He says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. And if anyone uh, hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and eat with him and he with me. There's another picture of God dining with you and I. Because eating and drinking is one of the most intimate things that you and I can do with people. And somehow, folks, that fellowship can get interrupted. It can be interrupted by sin. It could be interrupted by distraction. It could be interrupted by so many things. And the Lord Jesus, God himself, says, I'm at the door, I'm knocking, but you have to open the door. By the way, if you don't know Jesus Christ, Open the door of your heart and receive him. But to the church, he says, I'm knocking. Will you open and let me in where I belong? You get that? Where I belong. I don't belong on the outside. I belong with you. One other passage, Revelation chapter 19. Chapter 19 of Revelation, starting in verse 6. Then I heard what seemed like a voice of a great multitude, like the roar of many waters, like the sound of mighty peals of thunder, crying out, "Hallelujah! For the Lord our God, the mighty, the mighty reigns." Let us rejoice and exult and give Him the glory. For the marriage supper of the Lamb has come, and His bride has made herself uh, made herself ready. It was granted her to clothe herself with fine linen, bright and pure. For the fine linen is the righteous deeds of the saints. And the angel said to me, Write this Blessed are those who are invited to the marriage supper of the Lamb. And he said to me, These words are true, are the true words of God. And I fell down and I. I fell down at his feet and worshiped him, but he said to me, you must not do that. I am a fellow servant with you and your brothers who hold fast to the testimony of Jesus. Worship God for the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. My friends, as we come together in communion, we are testifying of the Lord Jesus Christ. We are testifying of that of that day that Jesus says, I will not partake of this cup until I do it again with you in heaven. And so as we partake together, why do we do it? Why do we partake? Because we need to remember. remember we need to remember who we are. We we need to remember the condition. It's like Molly said, I can't help. I, I She struggled so bad. But when she came to Christ, she realized that she needed to repent. And my friends, you and I, we need to repent. We need to make things right with God, with others. We need to not let divisiveness come in the way. We need to not let things come in the way that 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 would draw us away from God. And so, as we come together, I, I we're going to do something just a little bit different. We're going to invite you to the table, and 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 you could come as a family and and just partake together. But I, I just want to take some time as as it says in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, that that you would take some time to examine yourself. That you would take some time to just say, God, is there anything that is holding me back? In my own life, are you standing on the outside of, of my heart rather than on the inside with me? Is there anything that I've done, God, that has caused separation between you and me? Maybe it's with someone else, a brother or sister in Christ. And I just encourage you and I challenge you to go to the Lord go to them go to that person and make it right so we're just going to just bow our heads and we're going to pray and Tom's just going to play a little bit in the background we're just going to give just a, just a moment for you to, to just to clear your heart to make things right to examine yourself before the Lord and before the body of Jesus Christ today so Lord we come God we come today God we just set all of our hearts before you Lord, like Molly, Lord, who in her, just her last days, God made so many phone calls to people, friends that she had wronged, things that she had done, that she made right with people. Lord, whether it's with you or with others, God, you call us to repent and to make things right to restore. Lord, you are the forgiver. You are the one who makes it all right. But Lord, you still call us to repent, to to examine ourselves. So Lord, we just take this time right now. Lord, help us to examine our hearts. Lord, help us to open our hearts to you so that you could come in and join us and be with us as we partake together. Take this time right now. Father, we come to you today and we thank you that your presence is always, always available and open. Lord, right now we ask for your forgiveness. Lord, that even as a church, that somehow we would allow things to keep you on the outside rather than on the inside. Lord, that is just overwhelmingly uh, mind-boggling. But Lord, I know personally how easy it is for me to do that. So Lord, we confess. We confess anything as a church body, Lord, that has kept you out rather than allow you to be in. Lord, allow you to be our God and our Lord and our Master and our Savior. God, we confess that today. Lord, if there's anyone here today that doesn't know you, Father, may they open their hearts to you today in your invitation to come. You desire to come and be with them, and they with You. And so, Lord, as we come to this time, we thank You. Lord, we thank You for the, just all that communion means, Lord, all that it represents, Lord. Jesus Christ is grace. And we have been completely reconciled, made right before You because of His grace and mercy and forgiveness. Lord, all of our unrighteousness has been undone, removed from us, placed on Christ, and in exchange, God, you poured Christ's righteousness into us, and we just want to say thank you for that today. So, God, as we, as we come together and we partake, Lord, we reflect on the fact that your presence is here with us, that is moving and directing and guiding. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. I'd like to invite those that are going to help serve if they would. And uh, just as you come as families, uh, you can come and partake together. And uh, 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 th- there's four tables that we have. And basically, here's what we're going to say is, as you come together. You can come as families, but here we are together. This is the body this represents the body and blood of Jesus Christ so we're just going to invite you to come and we'll we'll uh we'll direct you as you go The body and blood of Jesus Fancy. Just there. So as you partake together, this represents the bucket. Uh, Before we sing our last song together,
2: Uh, as we were talking, we were talking in general about coming to the altar, and I have a, a chapter or part of a chapter I'd like to read. So please stand as I read the Word of God. Hear the word of the Lord, you rulers of Sodom. Give ear to the teaching of our God, you people of Gomorrah. What to me is the multitude of your sacrifices, says the Lord? I have had enough burnt offerings of rams and the fat of well-fed beasts. I do not delight in the blood of bulls or of lambs or of goats. When you come to appear before me, who has required Of you, this trampling of my courts. Bring no more vain offerings. Incense is an abomination to me. New moon and Sabbath and the calling of convocations. I cannot endure iniquity in solemn assembly. Your new moons and your your appointed festivals, my soul hates. They have become a burden to me. I am weary of bearing them. When you spread out your hands, I will hide my eyes from you. Even though you make many prayers, I will not listen. Your hands are full of blood. Wash yourselves. Make yourself clean. Remove the evil of your deeds before my eyes. Cease to do evil. Learn to do good. Seek justice. Correct oppression. Bring justice to the fatherless. Plead the widow's case. Come now, let us reason together, says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Amen. Though they are red like crimson, they shall become like wool. If you are willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. But if you refuse and rebel, you shall be eaten by the sword. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken. Let's pray. Amen. Your heavenly Father, God, clean our hearts. Give us the ability to worship you um, with a clear conscience. God, change our motives. God, uh, thank you for your son uh, paying the price that we deserve to make us white as snow. God, uh, please clean our hearts. Amen. Mm-hmm. You may be seated.
0: As we continue to stand, we're going to close with this song.
2: It's a beautiful song that we, sorry about that,
0: Katja. Lift your voices as you sing this song.
3: It's a great one to end on. Wonderful, so wonderful is your affair. cross has spoken mercy over me,
5: no eye
3: has seen, no ear has heard, no heart could fully know,
5: how glorious,
3: how beautiful you are, beautiful one.
0: as you go and remember that it is not us that invites God, but God invites